नमस्ते वेलकम टू द हिंदू पेरेंटिंग पॉडकास्ट एज वी पॉइंटेड आउट इन द प्रीवियस एपिसोड आवर्स इज अ सेलिब्रेटरी कल्चर ऑलमोस्ट एवरी डे इन आवर कैलेंडर इज फिल्ड विद द सेलिब्रेशन ऑफ नेचर और एपिसोड्स फ्रॉम आवर रिच इतिहासस एंड पुराणस आवर वेज ऑफ सेलिब्रेशन आर इक्वली रिच एंड डाइवर्स टुडे वी विल बी टॉकिंग अबाउट द फेस्टिवल ऑफ महाशिवरात्रि so when the shivratri occur according to the indian calendar traditionally known as the panchangam the 14th day or chaturdashi of krishna paksha just before the new moon marks shivratri every month making it 12 shivratris in all but the shivratri that falls on krishna paksha chaturdashi in the month of magha or phalgun depending on the specific panchang is called the mahashivratri to discuss this festival we have sheela a shiva bhakta and a working mother shalini and i will be talking to her about the festival and how she celebrates it as a person from the lingayat community namaskara and welcome sheela namaskara rekha shalini thank you so much for having me on your podcast it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast shall we dive right in Sure. Uh, first can you help us understand the significance of the festival and what are the stories behind shivratri sure as we all know the shivratri is celebrated every month or there is a shivratri every month a day before ramavasya is considered shivratri every month but in magha masa we celebrate mahashivratri it is believed that when the samudra mantana happened there was amruta and visha that was that came out of the samudra mantana after the churning of the sea so when the poison had generated it caused a lot of problems even to the god so shiva offered to consume this hala hala is what they call it so it so happened that when he consumed it uh, parvati what is called hala hala uh, sorry what is called hala hala the poison or uh, visha what we say vish yeah okay. that is called hala hala okay so amruta okay. and hala hala is what it's called uh, when shiva as who is the lord of the world is what we call jagadoddaraka so for the uddhara of this prithvi or this who sampurna loka he he came forward and said that he would consume that and uh, dissolve that so it doesn't affect the whole world so when he consumes this hala hala when it's flowing down his throat uh, parvati comes and holds his uh, throat so it doesn't enter his body system so that's a, that's how his throat has turned blue so if you if you see the picture of lord shiva it is always shown that his neck is blue in color they that's the reason he also got the name nilakanta so um we can relate this to a story like how the villagers if a person is bit by a poisonous snake he is kept awake for 24 hours so that is what happened when shiva consumed the hala hala um all the deva and devatas and the devis kept 
him awake by singing and dancing and performing different uh, activities which kept lord shiva awake so that is a reason that we we perform pujas on shivratri so in the same way they did not eat anything it's it's also like you can think this way like if the head of the family okay is unwell can we eat anything right we won't be in a mood to eat because he's unwell so that was one mm. of the reasons they did upavasa upavasa also has an explanation the word upavasa is it said that at the threshold of god upa vasa means living right so at the footsteps or at the threshold of god's uh, presence is what is upavasa they say so and that was one of the reason why they do upavasa and why they do jagarani they stay awake with the lord to help him overcome this this reaction of the poison okay by keeping him awake because once a person sleep it may damage the whole system and that was one of the reason why they keep the person who consumes or who has been bit by a snake awake for 24 hours hmm. I, i think you should come again on that upavasa bit because vasa okay. as you said that's un- understood that you know you're talking yeah. about the abode of somebody mm. or, or mm. where somebody stays what does upa mm. mean upa means near and vasa means to stay okay you're staying near the god who has consumed mm. this hala hala and you are mm. keeping vigil for that person with him right along with him yeah you can because upavasa is uh, called for every any fasting is called upavasa so you are close to god it means that you are close hmm. to god hmm it, okay and, and so for the purpose of fasting is to be close to god not just to simply abstain from food and uh, yeah. do other the whole purpose behind uh, any kind of fasting upavasa that we observe for many of our rituals and festivals is to uh, not eat and thereby stay close to god think thinking of uh, um, uh, devi or devata yeah. whichever okay right this is very this, interesting uh, you know uh, what uh, what we use the term upavasa is to denote fasting but the word mm-hmm. itself does not As have a, that meaning at all actually mm-hmm. i think sure. it's an interesting uh, word you know it, it just occurred to me when you said it yeah i'm thinking it it may have something to do with uh, the proliferation of two meanings you know sanskrit is a language that uh, that has different meanings for every word so when you yeah, say yeah so in some way i think uh, we, what we are referring to by using the word upavasa must be its underlying meaning not the on the surface meaning of just staying away from food but the underlying reason for it so that has become mm. come into use yes mm. yeah it's um i would like to add something to this is when you are doing something that you want to achieve or something that you like to do or enjoy doing it you're focused on it when you're focused on something imagine a child that likes to play okay doesn't think of food or anything who's enjoying doing the whole act of playing will not think of food or anything to drink 
the game is that is a very is interesting focus? a very interesting point that you know because uh, when all focus is on uh, some activity you really are not concerned about food drink anything yes. you know you're concerned right. only about uh, what you're doing so i think that's a great point especially all of us definitely know how hard it is to drag a screaming child away from play to eat correct correct <laughs> that's that's absolutely true yeah so all of us become children when it is the creator or the the, the supreme energy so that's very a very nice way to put it yeah so um uh, shila um, so uh, shiva is worshiped in many forms okay the, uh, i mean you see a picture of shiva on on his vahana which is nandi sometimes you just sh- see a picture of shiva with parvati and their children but the most uh, most common one is uh, you know the form in which he is worshipped as a linga so mm-hmm. why do you think that you know shiva is represented as a linga okay um like uh, like we all know energy does not have a shape so shiva himself has no shape is what they say uh, yeah i mean linga can, also they... actually means just a representation no in sanskrit linga is yes, a sign yeah linga is a sign yeah the representation of uh, shiva as a linga a linga is uh, the word sanskrit word for a sign so shiva is represented as a linga and a linga is a, a column of light with no beginning and no end and when you uh, worship shiva as a linga it just uh, uh, you worship him as this unending infinite source of light and um, fire it's supposed to be a column of fire with no beginning and end and uh, interestingly the jyotirlingas are um, well known to all practitioners of hinduism so the jyotirlingas are supposed to be uh, manifestations of this column or pillar of light it's also called a stamb um, so the manifestation mm-hmm. of in 12 different locations across india uh is uh, the story behind the 12 jyotirlingas mm-hmm. and uh, some of some of the jyotirlingas where uh, bhagwan is represented as a column of uh, light is um, uh, places like kedarnath uh, mahakal uh, temple in ujjain um there is trambakeshwar in maharashtra also bhima shankar in maharashtra too uh i think yeah then i somnath. think somnath is also one of the jyotirlingas right hmm. and they say that these are all swayambhu forms of uh, uh, bhagwan because uh, the jyotirlingas are swayambhus which means that they have manifested by themselves without anybody and installing so that mm-hmm. is the significance of the 12 jyotirlingas so shila uh, there is you know rekha has been saying that you know a column of light fire uh, actually shiva is always represented in this fiery form you know uh, mm-hmm. or there's always a kind of a very intense energy associated with him you know mm-hmm. why is that okay um yes uh, as i mentioned uh, in the beginning 
Jagadodharakam. So he is believed to take away all the negatives from the creatures of his own creation, right? So he has created this world is what we believe. So in this world, whatever negatives that are there is believed. And that's the reason we go to any temple, okay, to gain energy from there. We don't go there to ask for something. We just try to, it's it's like we are recharging our energies, okay? So, and it is always, we always talk about every time when we talk, we always say, think positive, be positive, okay? Mm. So, this is, it is believed that Ishwara or Jagadishwara or Jagadodharaka draws all the negatives. So, when he is taking all the negatives, like how he consumed the halahala, he he is considered to be, you know, his system is, they say that he's very hot. So any Shaivite, if you ask them, he is believed to be uh, Abhisheka Priya is what they say. He, if you go to oh. any Shiva temple, you uh-huh. will see that there are drops of water falling on the Shivalinga that is there in the uh, center. It is said that the Shivalinga is uh, always, it always needs to be cooled down. Like uh, as you said, Agni or fire that he's holding mm-hmm. in his system has to always be like, you know, you have to cool it. So, and okay. that's one of the reason why this water drops keep falling on the Shivalinga. And even if you co- connect that to your family as such, um, it is believed that Hichanya Mule is what they say in Vastu, in a house mm-hmm. where the north and east coincide is called the Ishanya corner. Okay. So in mm-hmm. that corner, you even now in certain houses, they follow this ritual of or custom of keeping a vessel, a copper or a, any vessel that mm-hmm. uh, has water in it. So it is believed that when you keep this water, which has to be changed every day and the vessel has mm-hmm. to be cleaned and you refill the water, this signifies that like every house has a um, owner. So to keep them calm or the whole uh, setup of the house to be calm, you it yes. is believed that when you keep water there, it keeps the whole house in a positive energy or positive so it, that that vessel is supposed to absorb all the negativities that arise in that space and uh, imparts the positivity absorbing yeah. and giving out that quality. yes because that corner is believed that is where uh, shiva is um, residing residing and that is one of the reasons they especially that corner if any house has that corner it is good to make use of that space to keep at least a small vessel of water. Okay. So, so what what are the Abhishekams that uh, Shiva basically likes? Shiva is, as I mentioned, is Abhisheka Priya. And like how they say Vishnu is Alankara Priya. So Shiva ah. is Abhisheka Priya. And when okay. uh, you, you can just do Abhisheka with water, okay. nothing else. Uh, can you know the least could be water otherwise okay. just panchamruta abhisheka is what they do normally okay or okay. as we all know he 
puts vibhuti vibhuti is the ashes right right so since uh, he is fond of vibhuti so vibhuti is another thing but otherwise just by water sometimes mm. me being a lingayat uh, there were times when i used to not get flowers when i used to uh, live in certain places even now when i do puja i only uh, since we have to do our uh, the linga that we wear um puja every day it is said that we have to do thrice a day but with all the lifestyles that we have i ensure that at least once in the morning mm-hmm. soon after mm-hmm. my bath i do the puja i uh, i i just apply vibhuti and uh, the sandal paste and i just pour a little bit of water and that is what is uh, sufficient to keep him happy it's very interesting all the all the things that you mentioned uh, is they are all coolants also you know water is a coolant vibhuti is a coolant uh, sandalwood paste is a uh, coolant panchamrita is yeah. a coolant so i mean uh, i mean it's very consistent okay if they say that he needs to he absorbs all the negative energies and so gets heated up and needs to be cooled all the things that you are using to do abhishek with for him are also coolants you know so uh, yeah. there is really no inconsistency in our uh, practices it's uh, it's really beautiful to see this just as uh, sheela pointed out uh, abhishek priya and um, alankara priya so what are these two you know bhagwan shiva is known as abhishek priya and vishnu any avatar of vishnu is supposed to like decoration flowers all the beautiful and aesthetic things uh, whereas mm. um, shiva is more from an ascetic tradition so chalini mm. uh, do you remember the discussion we were having when we uh, discussed what it means to be a hindu and choosing yeah. one's devata ishta devata so, yes absolutely do you yeah. see how beautifully what sheela has said uh, yeah. ties into devis and devatas having different personalities you know one liking the mm. decoration aspect one being more aesthetically inclined and yeah. how how beautiful uh, how naturally diverse the tradition is and how yeah. we can uh, choose an ishta devata depending on what resonates with our personality just wanted to exactly. point that out exactly that's what i'm saying it's it's very consistent you know the theories the practice everything is consistent it's for us to discover and appreciate it it's uh, really uh, every conversation that we have makes me more and more appreciative of the depth and profundity of our uh, traditions it's, it's simply amazing really? okay sheila you know while you were growing up uh what was a typical festival day like uh, how did you celebrate the occasion of mahashivratri all right as uh, as a child when i was uh, what i can remember is we wouldn't get to eat anything that's made with rice or we wouldn't eat any cooked form of the rice form okay and uh, my parents used to fast as uh, we without having any grain okay if we felt hungry the food that we used to get would be fruits or anything that is made with wheat and we would try our best to uh, cooperate with our parents by not asking for any food because they are fasting themselves 
so it wouldn't be right asking demanding for something but then it was always a treat to have chapati because that was that is i'm sure even now so like my children they like to eat chapati it's not uh, rice okay and uh, the whole day from morning till evening it they wouldn't eat anything and again they would have bath in the evening and all of us would have bath and um, then they would do the abhisheka at home by chanting rudra uh, or simple om namah shivaya is what we could chant and then once the puja is done in the evening around 6:30 or 7 o'clock uh, i'm sure they used to even check for the right time when they could do the puja mm-hmm. and then once that is done followed by palahara is what it's called any upavasa they say palahara it's palahara you can have fruits if you want to break your fast or you can have uh, a snack which is made of wheat normally in our house my parent my mom used to always make something with wheat that would be upma uh, that was that was the common thing that would be made and then we used to get to eat dry fruits along with which we could eat any fruit if we feel hungry after we break the fast okay. but there are some some people who will not have anything at all they may just have juice sometime uh, tender coconut is considered to be cooling so they mm-hmm. they consume tender coconut and there are certain temples like there's a temple near our house where i live there on shivratri they have the tender coconut abhisheka yalneeru abhisheka is what they call it okay. so anybody can another coolant yeah <laughs> so yeah. so they they do the uh, they they perform this on shivratri and on that day any temple that you go shiva temple they will serve you with prasada which will either be dates or it will be some uh, snack which is made of wheat like upma is what they give in that temple also so there are a lot of devotees who contribute they volunteer to sponsor the prasada on that day so it is from morning till the next day morning that they keep so like you know the puja keeps happening but this yelaniro abhisheka happens till the evening then there is another puja again then there is a different alankara of vibhuti that they do and then it is followed by the bhajan and all that that they do yeah so you you stay up all night or that was the practice maybe it's not so anymore but uh, people would stay up all night right um yes and uh, what what would you do i think you mentioned why we stay up because uh, you we are also keeping vigil along with the lord so that you know um, he doesn't fall asleep and uh, uh, swallow that poison which could affect him so i think that's why we stay awake but uh, what would you do staying awake so once uh, you break the fast at home uh, when we used to break our fast the next ritual the next custom was to take us to the temple so uh, in those days we had to walk a lot to go to a particular temple that my parents used to visit so they there used to be two three shiva temples that they used to take us to so we used to okay. walk after this go visit the the farthest temple would be the first place that we would visit so on our way back we would go to another temple and then a temple that is much closer to where we used to stay then 
once we visit the temple, next thing that would happen is um, to keep us awake for some time, they used to play a movie. So it was a standard movie. I remember two, three years, it would be the same movie. It used to be Shiva Purana story where like Parvati is dreaming of being married to Lord Shiva. Like all of us know the story, right? So mm-hmm. the Parvata Raja story and uh, this was a movie that used to be played there. And that would go on for probably till midnight, till one o'clock. We used to stay in the temple and then we used to walk back home and you will see people all around that uh, community moving around. So it wouldn't be like it is night. So we would come back and uh, we would sleep. I really don't remember if my parents used to stay awake. But when we get up, they are awake again. So in the morning. Okay. So that's how it used to be. This also okay. shows the importance of uh, community, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But for having a community, it would be much harder to motivate uh, children to stay awake or to take part in these festivities but having a community is is, makes it so easy yeah and you're you're right because there are plenty of families also who are taking advantage of uh, you know big community celebrations in places like uh, Sadhguru's Isha plus I think uh, there is uh, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar's Art of Living they also have a whole night uh, uh, program for Shivratri. So I think there are uh, opportunities to do things as a community. And then, of course, there are the temples also, which uh, always, I think, do uh, full night programs on Shivratri. Yeah. yeah, there are so many temples that have all night programs. Uh, so, you know, even the littlest ones can be taken to these programs. There are cultural events. And I have noticed the very little ones who come to see like a music performance or a dance performance done by the older children and they get fascinated mm. and they, they beg to, they ask their parents, can I also start learning? So, you know, mm-hmm. these kinds of things facilitated when you start having them participate. In India, it is actually quite easy to find a local Shiva temple that has all night programs. That's true. Uh, villages normally, they follow this Jagarani ritual very devotedly. There are plenty of temples which will have uh, um, singing. There will be some people who will be telling stories. They'll be narrating stories. So they ensure that they are awake and there'll be small children. They are the ones who will be the most energetic because it is believed on this day. It, they say that you you can you can gain a lot of energy, especially for sadhaks who are who are looking forward to achieve something or to do some sadhana. They say that this is an ideal day to do your upavasa and your jagran. So small children definitely enjoy the celebration, especially the jagran, because it's a, it's something unusual. They let them stay awake the whole night. So speaking of all night activities and uh, jagarne. Uh, we can see how the performing arts play a major role in the life of a practicing Hindu. Uh, Shiva in his form of Nataraja, the king of Mm -hmm. uh, Natya, is is just Mm -hmm. so relatable for uh, kids, don't you think? It is just such an active, beautiful, aesthetic image. And that's uh, one easy way for kids to connect this whole thing of performing arts and uh, Shivratri and then performing in a festival, staying awake at night and performing in a festival. Uh, Dancing the night away. 
with some rules and <laughs> we cannot have any sort of dancing but uh, that's true uh, terminology is so important coming back to yeah. terminology which we touched in the very first or second podcast uh, so yeah. dance is not simply dance for us it is natya mm. music is not just music it is sangeeta you sangeeta, know sangeeta correct practitioners of classical dance the gurus who make it a point to mention this i remember mm-hmm. uh, meeting one of the renowned gurus and he had specifically said what is dance don't use the term dance it is natya yeah i think that that's that's something that we have to consciously do every day you know shed a little bit of the english start using our uh, own words mm-hmm. you know then the associated meanings also will come to us and uh, i think we'll all be and better maybe, for that maybe we can also stop saying gods and goddesses and do uh, devatas and devis devis and yeah devatas and okay. devis i would like to add something to this devi and devata devata devis when you're referring to a couple they will always say shrimati and shri they will never say shri and shrimati and like the english there's a mr and mrs no wow that is something that's a very <laughs> very interesting point that you brought up uh, yeah even Shila, if you uh, see yeah when uh, you see an invitation a wedding invitation it will always be shrimati and shri so the importance of a woman or the respect mm. that is given for a woman is shown from not now from the ancient days so they always gave a lot of respect for a woman in indian culture everywhere little things no that we have not actually paid attention to but it it makes a world of difference you always write shrimati and shri you'll never write mm. shri and shrimati it even okay. sounds wrong no yeah. that's because we've grown up hearing it said shrimati and shri devi yeah. and devata so mm-hmm. it just yeah. flows so well yeah I notice so that shri itself means lakshmi right correct Shri. correct i was going to raise that too yeah good you raised that uh, rekha yeah you know this uh, word mr ever mean uh, goddess i mean think of how preposterous that sounds mr can never have a feminine element in it no <laughs> just like i think eve was fashioned out of a rib of adam correct <laughs> very very uh, very very interesting point and things that you know we generally tend to not notice okay shila as a shiva bhakta or a family of shiva bhaktas um, how mm. do you initiate a child into uh, practice in our community we have mm. a, a custom that we follow it's a part of our uh, lingayat uh, community ritual that when a child is born uh, he or it can be a child a female or a male child we do a ritual called linga dhara which is normally done on the 11th day when the child is born and uh, we call the uh, pandit of our community to come and perform this ritual where a child is uh, tied a linga uh, in our house like my daughter also got uh, this linga dharana done when she was born and uh, she used to always ask how can as a child you know how children they are very curious they like to do puja they like to be a part of every ritual that is done and later on it fades off but uh, my daughter uh, just 
couple of years ago also she used to ask whenever she uh, saw us do puja she used to say when i want to do my lingam puja so mm-hmm. what we do is and not just her but even we as children after a certain age our parents used to make us sit we can't wear this linga we are supposed to wear it every day but because mm-hmm. of our lifestyle again and we move out we go to different places uh, we are not allowed to wear this because there is a um, there is a ritual that you need to follow every day you have to do puja to the shivalinga so mm-hmm. it so happened meaning that to, if you uh, uh, if you wear a linga you have to do the puja every day so if you are yes. not able to do it then you should not even wear it that's what you're saying right mm-hmm. uh yeah, okay. i wouldn't say not even wear it but you need to do justice right it's called atmalinga yeah. it's close to your heart oh so it's okay. almost like the god within you you are worshiping the god in the form of linga okay the god mm-hmm. within you so you keep it close to your heart so that's how you wear it also in lingayat community if you are following the wearing of linga not everybody wears it but when they do the right way to wear it is to keep it close to your chest and you have to perform the puja thrice a day is what they say before mm-hmm. uh, when you get up in the morning then before you in the afternoon and in the evening also mm-hmm. uh we used to get an opportunity to do the puja for this linga whenever we used to do uh, rudra bisheka is what they do for shiva on um, mm. shivratri day so when we used to also get to do the puja apply the basma and the ganda and all that so we tried the same thing with my daughter when she wanted to do the puja so we got her to hold her linga and we taught her how to do the puja and she used to like to do it even after shivratri for some days so since she used to go to school what we used to what i used to give her uh, option was she could do it on her um, holidays so she mm-hmm. would you know consciously ask for the shivalinga to do the puja so that is what we do over here here what, uh, what we do is Uh, normally on shivratri as we keep chanting om namah shivaya when we are reading the shloka or the rudra the different uh, stotras that they read for shiva each house follows each way of doing puja so mm-hmm. we used to make her also we make her sit with us and uh, put uh, the bilva patra on the ishvara like all the lingas are kept in a con- in a plate after the abhishek is done and then mm-hmm. we start chanting om namah shivaya and uh, we get her also to put the uh, bilva patra on the linga so bilva patra is, is the bilva leaves of the bilva tree no which yeah, is also the, yes. something that shiva likes very much right yes yes so okay. it's called bil bilva patra or bil patre or bel mm. in hindi mm-hmm. so that's how we get her to be a part of the puja so somewhere you know after even when they say no i don't believe in all this slowly as they grow up as the transformation happens children will get drawn to it when it is inculcated in them as young children or as small children or even as a teenager children need to be told why this is done so once you get a justifying explanation you start believing in it Hmm. Sheila, so if a child mm-hmm. cannot, uh, you know, do the ashtotram by himself mm-hmm. or herself, mm-hmm. uh, they can chant Om Namah Shivaya one hundred and eight times, right? That is, yes, 
enlightening interesting enjoyable conversation and uh, we have talked about more than just shivratri so i think uh, our listeners uh, would you know enjoy this this uh, podcast as much as we enjoyed putting it together so with this we come to the end of uh, this episode uh, thank you sheila thank you for joining mm-hmm. us and give uh, and uh, you know sharing with us so many experiences and thank you rekha thank you so much and we will uh, meet our listeners once again in a fortnight's time it's going to be yet another festival the festival of holi and we will be speaking to uh, another guest about the festival of holi so until then namaste keep well <laughs>